um, the season is uh, trudging to a close in in, few, in the next few weeks, and uh, we have an interesting finale on our hands. Um, where on the pyramid do you want to begin this week, Al? Um, we can uh, start by talking about uh, the championship. Um, a decisive weekend uh, at both ends of the table, really and truly. Although, uh, although nothing we you know was put in absolute terms in terms of the maths. Um, a, a much more decisive weekend in the relegation battle than the promotion battle. Watford confirming uh, what we all uh, knew was pretty much uh, uh, going to happen and, you know, securing their second, the second automatic spot more than deserved. Um, a very um, easy and uh, non-eventful uh, 1-0 win over Millwall, which, to be honest, I'm sure is what Watford fans will have wanted, uh, to be honest. You know, no fuss, which has kind of been um, emblematic of their season, really. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's good for a Watford fan because, you know, it's been consistent and that's led to their promotion. But, you know, very few hands in mouths, well, you know, um, squeaky bum moments and that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. They've, they've been very um, they've been very secure defensively, I think, especially at Vicarage Road, road clean sheet after clean sheet. Yeah, no, they, they really have done. Um, uh, Adam Messina uh, obviously got included in the Championship Team of the Year. Uh, in midweek, and that's deservedly so. He's been outstanding since he's come in at left back, um, and you know him and uh, Feminier have been, you know, a very a very large part of their uh, promotion push. As is their defence as a whole, you know the the decision to you know get uh, you know bench Ben Foster in favour of Daniel Batman uh, has paid dividends. You know Batman again, it, it, well in slight contrast you know the rest of Watford starting 11 he's a bit more of a shaky and flappable character but nonetheless he's an absolutely brilliant shot stopper and I'm sure um, given uh, Alex Schlager's uh, uh, howler against Denmark for Austria in the last international break I'm sure Frank Foda will have his eye on Backman as a potential replacement and then obviously Sierra and Drew Steckel have been you know the, the spine of the defence which has you know been uh, the best in the championship season and one of the best in championship history um, yeah, as is, as is being discussed. Um, so yeah, they are totally deserving of their uh, promotion. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether they keep uh, Cisco and Munoz on for the Premier League. We know how um, you know uh, short-tempered. I think it's fair. Yeah, the Pozo family is. Yeah, well, I think you've done little to suggest that they. As do I, but um, it's a completely different job for him next season. Um, he, he's going to have to become much more tactically savvy uh, and clever and, you know, he's going to have to, you know, tackle problems in much more depth. Um, that's not that's not to be, you know, disparaging to the job he's done this season. He's done exactly what was needed at Watford. The squad was there. It just needed to, you know, go out and play without too many, you know, mind-numbingly bad errors, yeah. <laughs> essentially, um, which, which he's done and uh, deserves credit for it. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they do have quality, of course. They've kept us one star. It'll be interesting to see uh, whether they can keep him on too, because he he's had a great season. Um, they've it's lucky for them because they've wrapped up their promotion uh, before their tough games away at Brentford and Swansea, which should be a pretty uh, uh pr- pretty oh, well, pretty boring affair, I should say. Um, given the the team's fates are largely secured. Uh, the playoffs, of course, are sorted. Uh, Brentford, Bournemouth, Swansea and Barnsley. Of course, Brentford, Bournemouth and Swansea were all in a shout of automatics, but um, especially Brentford and Swansea, they fell away. 
But nevertheless, they are, I think, are all deservedly in the playoffs, and especially Bournemouth with the recovery that they've made. Yeah, an excellent recovery, which was um, put to a pretty uh, quick halt uh, by uh, Brentford at the weekend. Um, both this and their 1-0 win over Rotherham, um, I'm sure will put them in really good uh, stead for playoffs. It's, it, it, it's two wins which, you know, have been somewhat missing from Brentford this season. Those two games where they haven't really, you know, been sparkling, but they've got the job done. And obviously over the last month or two months even, they've been in pretty poor form on average. So the worry would be, you know, that that, that continuing into the playoffs, but they've shown that they've got the grit um, to be able to grind out wins. One of them, obviously, against their playoff rival uh, in Bournemouth, who, you know, they'll likely either meet in the semi or the final. Um, it's it, it's too been pleasing to see a reversion to more of a tactical normality for Brentford as well. Um, you, you know, it still does look weird when the team sheet comes out and you see um, Sergi Canos at left wing back, but it's really not like that in practice. Um, it's 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 much more like um, the standard four three three, which they, we've become uh, so accustomed to. Uh, with them uh, in practice, which is nice to see. They uh, deserve to be born for the weekend, dealt with Rotherham really easily uh, in midweek, which I'm sure we'll go on to discuss. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they're, they're, um, maybe they've got one more boost to come in, in beating Watford uh, before the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, maybe they can pull that off. But uh, um, so I guess that's a pluffish Barnsley, of course, uh, have secured a very you know eight points clear of course with two games to go that they've secured their playoff status um good form and uh, i think your prediction was right at the start of the season off they are playoff contenders yeah um i'm, I'm very uh very pleased uh with my pre-season uh predictions overall really apart from derby which we'll go on to discuss um yeah obviously a lot been made in the week after the the, the team of the year came out but uh, manager of the year had been Daniel Farker and not Valerian as well and um, you know a lot of Barnsley fans were a bit pissed off that um, uh, Michelle Halleck uh, wasn't in the team but Sean Morrison was I mean Sean Morrison's had a very good season but I think Michelle Halleck and um, Paddy McNair and even Ben Gibson really to be honest um, will be slightly aggrieved not to be in it but such is the way of those kind of things um, again um, I think the priority for Barnsley um is going to be uh, twofold uh, rest and tactical cohesion and prep on the training ground. They've obviously been boosted with the news uh, that came yesterday that uh, Daryl DK will be with them for the playoffs. Orlando City won't uh, recall him uh, early because obviously the MLS season uh, runs as a summer season. Um, so there was doubt about whether he'd be available. He is available. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Barnsley, much like most of the teams in the playoff race, to be honest, um, you know, ideally they'll be, it's, it, yeah, ideally they'll be wanting Swansea City in the semi as a, as a, as a quote-unquote banker wing. But really and truly, Swansea can get up for a game on their day. And, um, I mean, if you're not playing Swansea in uh, the semi-final, there's some logic with it. But just be, oh, we won't get to play them at all because, you know, the, the other team will be in the final. But again, you know, it's it's a, it's, it's one of the most evenly matched playoffs we've had for quite a while, really, um, which, is, which is nice to see. Um, it's a pretty far cry away from the 2018-19 uh, playoffs, for example, when Leeds and Villa were, you know, the absolute standout teams. Um, and 
in 2019-20 when, you know, everyone else in the playoffs was pretty poor, to be honest, apart from Brentford. And, you know, somehow Brentford ended up uh, fluffing their lines. Um, but, you know, that's the case in point. Teams fluff their lines in the playoffs. Bournemouth and Brentford, despite their recent good form, potential to, you know, drop a bollock as well. Um, and uh, it's just, uh, you know, what team is up for it the most, really? And I guess mm-hmm. Bournemouth will be the most reliable in that sense. Really? So, yeah, I think a good shout and a potentially good feature in the Premier League. Uh, moving down to the bottom of the table. Um, well, I mean, it's all about Derby, isn't it, at the moment? Um, yeah. Because I think uh, Huddersfield have... Uh, well, I don't actually think they have, but... I they, think they have about, they, they've, like, well, Not mathematically, but just about, I would say, that they've done it. Yeah, well, um, Huddersfield are up if... Uh, Huddersfield will stay up if Derby don't win both of their remaining games and Rotherham don't win all three of their remaining games, essentially. Um, so so it it takes something absolutely exceptional <laughs> for Huddersfield to end up in relegation zone. They're more or less safe, and um, I'm, I'm sure that will feed into how uh, Huddersfield Coventry will play on the weekend, which we'll discuss in the preview. But um, as for Derby... Um, another extremely alarming performance in what seems to have been about two months of alarming performances, really. Um, you know, 1 0 up, but undone with just two of the most simple goals that Birmingham will score all season. You know, it's like they didn't, you know, surely, you know, if, you, if you've done one piece of homework. Uh, against Birmingham, it's practice defending set pieces. Um, but you know, Harley Dean had the freedom of Derbyshire for both of them, really. Um, it, it, you know, it must be just absolutely maddening uh, for county fans uh, uh, to be able to, you know, see what would have been such a crucial win um, slip from their grasp. Again, point of source to them is that, you know, Rotherham have just, or well, Rotherham look out of gas, out of ideas, and out of quality. Yeah, um, and it's funny because their fans were given their games in hand were very optimistic, but that hasn't well, as, as were we, as were we. Yeah. Um it's it's important to remember that. Um but yeah, as I say, it's just um when games depend on the margin so much as has been the trend for most of this season, you know, uh, as is often the case with relegation sides of the relegation race, to be able to you know, make the most of those margins and, you know, exercise it to its, you know, best. You you can't be only going at 90-80% because you're going to get overturned in those individual battles and then that's going to feed in cumulatively um, to a, a worsened performance as a whole. Um, and, and all of those margins, you know, which you could have benefits and go away. You see that both with set pieces, but, you know, simple things like um, just, you know, um, whipped crosses into a box. You know, like like as uh, Brian and Boimo's uh, winner uh, for Brentford over Rotherham in midweek. You know that it's it, it it it's not much to do with the quality of the ball into the box. It's just you know Rotherham centre half switching off for two seconds, which you know allows Mbomo to get in the half get into the um, middle space uh, between them and not home. Um, it's it, it's those little battles that Rotherham are losing at the minute, and you know when the games are coming so thick and fast for them, it's so difficult to reset. Um, and program again. Um, in all honesty, the likelihood could be that they don't pick up a point until the end of the season because of their so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not demoralised necessarily, but so you know, depreciated uh, at the minute, both in terms of um, uh, uh, squad fitness and um, momentum. Yeah, that, it's interesting. Um... 
very good analysis there of their performances, but yeah, they're missing fine margins, and this is the difference between promotion and relegation, especially when the gap is that tight. But, uh, and it's doubly frustrating because obviously, you know, we ourselves, you know, make make the Rotherham jokes that, you know, they are, I mean, they are literally the yo-yo team, quite, quite literally, between League One and the Championship. Well, I mean, they'll be favourites of promotion when, they, when they're back. Right, but it is so frustrating because this was the season to stay up, Aki. Yeah. It, 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 it really was. And well, especially yeah. when you look at Derby's, Derby's yeah. form, you've got to be kicking yourself to not capitalise. No, absolutely right. Um, and, you know, given how, you know, positive they've been in the opening three months of 2020, uh, uh, 2021, excuse me. Um, so, so yeah, it'll be doubly frustrating for them. And, um, uh, yeah, it's obviously Paul wants to prove he can do it before. But, I mean, you know, when, when that kind of um, pattern becomes so ingrained, um, perhaps it's difficult to be able to raise spirits again, but yeah, that, that's that's in the future. And for now, they've just got to, you know, hope, hope for the best against Blackburn at the weekend. Um, yeah, um, Derby County, of course, and uh, Wayne Rooney, uh, five defeats in a row. His recent comment was that if you put me in this position when we were bottom of the table, I would have bitten your hand off. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to raise that too, Aki. It's a very, um, you know, it's 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 another you know note of alarm uh, for them. Um, it's it, it's so difficult because they need to be so so careful, right? Because I mean, Sheffield Wednesday rightfully favourites to beat Forest tomorrow. I mean, we know we know what lunchtime kickoffs are like in general, not just in the Championship in terms of unpredictability. Um, but but yeah, I, th- I think most people are rightfully tipping Wednesday uh, to get the win there. Now. If that happens, excuse me, uh, Wednesday are on 42 and uh, Derby, if they lose at Swansea, like many predict, um, again, uh, Derby will be on 43. And then, you know, both teams have one game left. Sheffield Wednesday, one point behind Derby. And guess what? On the final day, it's Derby against Wednesday. Um, And, yeah, it it, it just just makes this uh, weekend fixture against Swansea so crucial, even more crucial for Derby. Um, I, know, I know that doesn't make sense. I know that's a tautology, but you know what I mean. Um, because um, Swansea are obviously getting, well, they are getting some flack in the media this week because they're rumoured to be putting out a completely rotated 11 uh, this weekend in, um, uh, you know, in, in aspiration of some rest. Um, my personal opinion on the matter is that Swansea are entitled to manage their season as they wish. Um, uh, you know, they have no obligation to Rotherham and Sheffield in terms of the survival race. Um, obviously, we all like to see competitive football, but yeah, as I say, they have, they have the right to manage their season how they wish. Um, and, you know, Derby must, must, must take advantage of that this week. Yeah, they they, they need to, of course. Uh, Derby, of course, coming up against uh, away at Swansea <laughs> and... Uh... You say that that might be a boring nil-nil or be inter- interesting. Well, it gives, well, 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 both teams are just piss poor going forward. That is true. <laughs> if, if I could put it in, you know. Onesie, two wins in the last five. They haven't been a set in the world alike. Mm. No, no, it's it's just, it's it's too very... It, it, it seems mad to say it, Aki, you know, given that Swansea are in the playoffs and I know Swansea fans really and truly 
would have bit, my, bit your hand off for playoffs at the start of the season, right? But, you know, it's two pretty miserable clubs at the minute. It's, it, it's quite interesting. Yeah, it is deeply interesting. Um, interesting clash would be good to have fans there, of course. But mm. a quick word on Birmingham. And uh, Lee Bowie has done what he set out to do. Um, yeah. No, he has done. And they've definitely been the story of the championship these last few weeks. Um they're unbeaten in their last five. Um, yeah, uh, plenty of optimism going into the new season, which is such a rarity. <laughs> uh, optimism in Birmingham seems like kind of a uh, you know, it's, it's such a juxtaposition. Well, Birmingham turning into prime Barcelona, as they say, but I think it's new manager bounce. I think we'll have a much better idea of where Birmingham are yeah. the club uh, next season when uh, Lee Boyer has had a transfer window and some more time yeah. with the team. Well, but, he's got two winnable games left, um, and it's you know I I I think they'll do well in these remaining two games, especially fancy them against Cardiff this weekend. But um, the start of next season is going to be so so crucial for Birmingham because you know it's the first bit of optimism they've had in God knows how long. Um, fans are going to be back at St Andrews. Bowyer's typically very well. Bowyer's only obviously been a full-time manager for 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 two seasons. He's only I mean three seasons, excuse me. He's only started with the club for three seasons. But in each of those three seasons, they've they've started really well under Bowyer. Charlton in eighteen nineteen, nineteen twenty, and twenty twenty one started very well in those opening uh, six or seven weeks. And it's absolutely essential that Birmingham do that again to just put yeah. those relegation fears. Uh, to rest uh, early, or at well, least. Well, the thing is, if Charlton mm. make playoffs in League One, then I think Bowyer, I think everyone will be happy, and I think it would have been a a, a fruitful divorce. And yeah, I yeah. think, but but you know, we we were skeptical about Bowyer, but I think he made, he he made a bold call, and uh, he's getting even, which is good, which is good for him. Mm. But uh, I think that's that's pretty much uh, championship account. Well, just uh, one uh, final word uh, on the championship. Um, an ode. Uh, to Wickham Wanderers. Uh, and I just want to say, Alf, they're not as cut adrift as far as we thought would they be cut adrift. Um, well, they, well, no, but they, they, they do need a 10 goal swing. Um, yeah, that's no, it's, it's, no, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Um, because, you know, a, a, a 10 goal swing, uh, say Wickham win their final games, uh, both of their final games 2 0. Oh, I had no, I just realised that Wickham beat Rotherham 3 0. Rotherham should be ashamed. Yeah, no, that was one of the that was that was uh, I, I think when alarm bells really started to ring for Rotherham. Um, just on Wickham, um, they've been just absolutely brilliant um, over these last few weeks. They've really done themselves justice. Did they deserve to beat uh, Cardiff at the weekend? No. Um, but but you know they've given it absolutely everything. They got undone by some absolute magic from Kiefer Moore twice over on the weekend. And you know Kiefer Moore is you know proving himself as one of the best strikers in the league, if not the best striker in the league. I mean he, he's got it. He literally has it all. Um, it's it's quite amazing to see him come on uh, such leaps and bounds. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of players uh, Ainsworth keeps on for next season in League One, if indeed he is managing them in League One next season um, because he's chopped and changed a lot this season um, and, you know, understandably so. Um, but the uh, kind of, you know, 
lopsided 3-5-2 he's been playing for the last few weeks um, has, has really paid dividends for them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, you know, he, we, they channel that uh, going into next season in, in League One, which unfortunately looks likely. Um, but I, th- I think, you know, everyone can agree that they've been by no means the worst side in the Championship over the course of these 44 games so far. Indeed, yeah. Um, they have done themselves proud and uh, they have performed well. Um is the championship, of course, at the end of the season, we'll do a comprehensive team-by-team review of the championship, and um, we'll have our end-of-season awards and commendations from our end, too, so do look forward to that. Um, League One, of course. Um, yeah, so while uh, everyone was uh, tucking into uh, Real Madrid versus Chelsea on Tuesday night, uh, we were focusing on Charlton one of the most mental nights in League One um, there has been. Um, it's, you know, a throwback to that um, uh, Brentford-Doncaster final day, uh, which has been doing rounds uh, on social media this week, which was just absolutely incredible. Um, one of the most amazing EFL moments of all time, you know, probably the only thing that can rival the rival the Albania against Leicester moment. Um, in fact, maybe, maybe it even beats it, to be honest. Um, but uh, uh, no, uh, that's, a, that's a debate for another time. Um, but, you know... It, Crucially involving the playoff race, um, Yellow's fans licking their lips. Um, you know, uh, um, at ten minutes to nine, uh, our playoff hopes were were quite literally gone by. Um, and then, you know, by eight minutes to nine, um, you know, looking very, 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 very possible. <laughs> that we will finish in the playoffs before the end of the season. Obviously, our two second points are our final two games against Shrewsbury and Burton, two side two. Yes, um, you know they're, they're, they've got. Shrewsbury are in Yeah, but you know two sides who are who are they are not playing like they're on the beach. If you see what I mean. Um, but but going back to Tuesday night, um, oh, God, it is brutal on Danny Cowley that. Um, to have, you know, inspired such an important comeback, uh, uh, you know, against a really tricky side in Accrington, um, you know, to show real character. And, you know, that word character has been completely disassociated with Portsmouth, um, you know, pretty much um, without uh, fail in the Kenny Jacket era. Um, And it'll be such a shame to see them, uh, you know, just completely um, snatch... Uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. Well, it was obviously a draw, but it feels like a defeat. Um, and then Charlton, uh, in a similar manner against Crew, um, Nigel Adkins is going to be pulling his limited hair out. <laughs> um, just you know, the, it, it's always, always so frustrating um, when the goal that you concede in like the ninety-sixth minute or whenever the effort was. Um, when it comes from a cross or a set piece, that yeah. is that is the killer because it's like at least if they you know knock it around you or they score you know a, a twenty five take, yeah. take it, but it just it just it just makes it just makes it an even more bitter pill to swallow. Well, um, I mean, with that disappointing rule, Charlton are on sixty seven points, one place below Oxford who are on sixty eight, and Pompey are on sixty nine, and Charlton have a game in hand against Lincoln, which would be very interesting. Yeah, it really will, and it's it's going to prove decisive in the really narrow playoff race. Um, obviously, excuse me, Lincoln are Lincoln are a point away from wrapping up their playoff spot, um, which is an outstanding job for them. And then obviously they've they've still got you know half an eye on automatics because 
Lincoln uh, play Peterborough this weekend. Lincoln win that, and then if Lincoln uh, win uh, their 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 game in hand against Charlton in the midweek, um, then the final day, um, Lincoln if Lincoln win and Peterborough lose, Lincoln will go up automatically. So it's it's definitely not done for Peterborough yet. Just just quickly so we can tick uh, the Peterborough box off. Um, God, I mean, like, what are those fans doing? Uh, to, yes, tune up against a pretty uh, crap side in Doncaster, but just wait until the final whistle. Um, it's difficult to know, obviously, how much of a bearing it had on the squad for that second half, but it can't have helped. Um, no. And um, as, as as Ferguson pointed out rightfully in his in his post match press conference, it was poor for them and you know pretty stupid and naive, really. Um, yeah. But. Uh, now that you know Charlton and Portsmouth chap is done, and obviously it's incredibly tight between uh, Yellows, uh, Pompey, and Charlton for that for that sixth spot. Well, that's what people are discussing. Yet, to be honest, Sunderland and Blackpool spots aren't wrapped up either just yet. Um, Sunderland's dire run of form continues. Uh, on well, you know the dire run of results, I should say, uh, not form. They're obviously two different things. Lee Johnson's having a losing streak. Um, yeah. Um, maybe it's important for him to win one of these final two games, not just to really solidify that playoff spot. Oh, um, bear in mind. Momentum back. I think mitigating circumstances, as we like to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a tough run of games. Like, the yeah. defeats have come against solid sides. No, you, you're, you're absolutely right, Aki, and they've also had injuries piled on top of that. Um, the injury to Dion Sanderson uh, was was a really cruel blow, both both for him and his career development. It's just as as we've discussed, you know, it's mad how he's ended up in League One this season. Um, but you know, it'll be really disappointing that he won't be with them uh, if they're in the playoffs. Um, the 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 thing with this uh, League One playoff race, much like the Championship playoff race, is that the teams who are in it, I, 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 they just, I, I doubt they care who they come up against. I really don't think it will make any difference. Um, you know, the, 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 the technicalities of, you know, who plays each other in the semi and then the final, the fact of the matter is, and it will be really satisfying because the team who, you know, um, there will be no debates, but the, the team who finishes uh, as, you know, playoff winners will have been the side who have held their nerve the best in the playoffs and, you know, deserve to win those playoffs, which is how the, how the season's end. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but yeah, for Sunderland it will be important. They've got to, in contrast to their run of really tough games that they've been on, they've got you know two fairly kind games to end the season on. Um, and so I'm sure that um, uh, Johnson will want to kick start a good run of form there. And uh, yeah, you never know. Maybe uh, not only is it possible uh, for a Sunderland Pompey um, uh, fixture in the playoffs, which you know we all love. And, uh, uh, there might be fans in attendance. Yeah, it's also possible for a Sunderland Charlton fixture in the playoffs, which again we all, yeah. uh, we all love. And obviously, this season the development is possible for a Sunderland against Yellows uh, fixture in the playoffs, which again we all love. Um, so yeah, if Sunderland are in the playoffs, it will be it will be very tasty. Um, not not least because of you know, the size of uh, the club, which is the narrative self and pedal, which is you know something quite nice. Well, and um, this will be. This is already their third season in League One. Mm-hmm. Um, a fourth season in League One for the club the size of Sunderland now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be 
it'd be damaging. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think it, it's obviously difficult to judge because we don't know the sides going down from the championship. Um, but one would like to think that the uh, playoff race, uh, the promotion race in League One um, will be much tougher than it has been this season. Um, so that's, you know, an additional worry for Sunderland. Although, you know, within that, Sunderland should be one of those teams that is, you know, piling, piling it on next season. The problem is, if, if we just assume for argument's sake, Khaki, that Lincoln end up winning the playoffs, right, um, then Pompey are going to improve um, a yeah, lot. MK Dons are flying. Yellows are going to hopefully improve. Charlton are going to, you know, Im- improve an absolute load. Fleetwoods, you know, obviously they're, you know, faffing around with their managers at the minute. You know, Simon Grayson hasn't really done too well there the, thus far. That Fleetwood squad on paper is obviously um, enough to skyrocket through there. We don't know the investment that Bolton and maybe even potentially Salford are going to have. Um, if and when they come up um, uh, and you know obviously you've got those three teams coming down from the championship um, uh, to further you know add that into the mix um, so it, it just makes the need from you know a financial and a competitive standpoint um, the need to get promoted from League One this season um, um, more, more important for Sunderland yeah um a dearth of ambition and talent in the league, of course. Hull um, are, look like they're going to wrap up the uh, title. Yeah, they do. Um, to... and I just want to say, oh, we're talking about Watford's consistently, cons- consistency. Hull are up there too. Uh, uh, right from the off, they've been excellent. Yeah, no, and um, although, you know, to, to cap it all off, arguably their most impressive uh, performance of the season away at Lincoln on the weekend. Um, they manage the game so, so well. And um, uh, McCann has turned them into a winning machine, which, you know, the levels of irony there, considering they won one of their final 21 yeah, games in the championship last season, uh, is, is just absolutely remarkable. Not just that, Alf, but the way in which they went down, having sold their top players, I think he's got a team who who, who were who were finished, somehow to finish bottom half, but the likes of uh, George Honeyman, yeah. um, Josh McGuinness, who's been yeah. a tank up front, and he's, he, I mean, truth be told, I barely know the four at the back, but um, he's got the best out of all these players. No, no, he, he really has, Aki. And, um, uh, you know, they've, they've had some absolute young gems really reinforce it this season, you know, with Keen Lewis Potter and Malik Wilkes on the wings. I've obviously been the stars in that. And, you know, obviously the the hardest work for them this summer will be, will be that if they do get poached by a bigger fish, Hopefully it's for the right price. Yeah, and you were right um, about Malik, Malik Wilkes too, of course, fourth highest no, scorer. Class player, class player. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's difficult because as, as we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about in the preview, you know, Wigan are gonna Wigan, ugh, can't get my words out. Wigan yeah. are gonna give them one hell of a game uh, this weekend, and then obviously on final day they're gonna be playing against Charlton, um, who are obviously side with a lot on the line at the minute. Um, and decide who, I mean, to be honest, on average over the last, since Atkins has taken over, really have been the best side in the league. Um, so I know that's not, you know, the highest praise, given that, you know, a lot of teams have been fluffing their lines uh, or, you know, fluffing over the line, maybe. <laughs> you, you could extend that uh, that saying to um, not least Hull. 
Um, but 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 yeah, no, it's uh, they they to be honest, they probably do deserve to win the title, and you know they'll be hoping they wrap it up over these next two weeks. Yeah, um, you know, they've, they've been excellent. And um, uh, in League One, of course, uh, looking at the uh, bottom of the league, um, Northampton, even though Valiant come back, um, yeah, there have been too many missed opportunities. And uh, in fact, no, 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 no one's mathematically, in fact, I don't know, Bristol, Rovers, and Swindon, both relegated. Yeah. Um, um, if... One if, brings you delight, Alf, doesn't it? It does. Um, if if we tackle it team by team, um, Bristol Rovers abject, abject since Joe Barton's come in, right off. It's it's it, you know it's not a great indictment with him. Apathy with the fans and anger with the fans as well. It's it's just been an absolute mess. They deserve to go down. They deserve to finish rock bottom. Um, <laughs> short and sweet, and that's the Um Swindon. Um, Oh my God! Just to see their official Twitter account saying we have been relegated to League Two, and then post a photo of NK Don's five Swindon nil. There, there are a few more beautiful sights for a Yo's fan. Um, again, they absolutely deserve to go down. Um, you know, for ha- you know the, the flashes of quality that they have had, and you know the, the dying embers of Richie Wellens's lightning in a bottle campaign that you know have remained this season that has been far are outweighed um, by the amount of, um, you know, defensive, just absolute lapses and diabolical defensive actions that they've had, which have obviously caught up with them this season. On to Northampton and Rochdale, I think you can kind of pair them up, to be honest. And I mean, well, in one sense, and the the phrase you said, Aki, sums it up perfectly, missed opportunities. Well, I mean, there were so many games which you thought this is a turning point, they must win, must win. And the fact is, Northampton haven't scored enough goals. They've lost, like, the game away at Wimbledon and various other games that they really should have have got the points in if if they were to stay up, of course. Um, Losing at home to Crewe, but they've had some good results, the 4-1 win against Pompey. Um, They should have beat Swindon now, um, in hindsight. Um, a valiant performance away at MK Dons, holding a three 0 win over Ipswich. Like they're a capable team, but there's just these key moments in the season now where they just haven't. No, you're absolutely right, Aki. They've had the. I think the key, like you know, obviously we as we discussed throughout the season, maybe maybe me slightly more disparagingly towards Rochdale, but Northampton, Wigan, and Wimbledon, they all had it in them. And, and the difference is that, you know, Wimbledon and Wigan managed to put that mini run of wins together. And when it looked like, as you say, Aki, that Northampton were maybe on the cusp of doing that, it just slipped away from them. And I, I think primarily that's that's down to score quality, if I'm very honest. Well, yeah, you, you, you've always said about um, um, about Northampton and how they are the... Uh... They're a League 2 team. I mean, yeah. I mean, Northampton yeah. are a League 2 club, Alf. I mean, yeah. Well, well, but 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 you know, for, yeah, for the purposes of this debate, that they're, they're they're illegal early to excuse me, squad on paper, which you know Wigan and Wimbledon are not. Um, well, maybe maybe Wimbledon are arguably, but Wigan certainly not. Um, and you know, as we discussed, you know, yes, a lot of mitigating factors, but really and truly, that Wigan squad should never that should just it's a really poor excuse to be honest. That Wigan should that Wigan squad should not be in relegation zone. Um, and with Rochdale. 
Um, obviously, you know they can't stop. They couldn't stop leaking the goals in, but you know their attacking output was remaining more than. I mean, convincing. unbeaten in the last five out of three wins. Yeah, They're going down fighting Leicester. That 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 trend obviously rarely spares well. Uh, uh, spells well for a relegation battle, but um, they you know managed to be, you know rack up the clean sheets in recent weeks and you know get some deserved wins. Um, and they were you know a few minutes away from doing that again away at Wimbledon. Um, Yes, Joe Piggott missed a penalty, but um, it will be nonetheless frustrating for Rochdale. It was a missed opportunity. They haven't been good enough to stay up over the course of this season. I think that's fair. Um, I would have them in the worst four teams in the league over the course of this season. Um, but, you know, the, the, the chance was there for them. Um, it, it's obviously very unlikely now, given you know, the, the upward trend of Wigan and Wimbledon, but they'll be able to claw their way out of it. Yes, Rochdale have, you know, a very winnable fixture at home to Doncaster uh, this weekend, a game in which you'd fancy them in. Um, but Wimbledon are coming up against a mentally weak Portsmouth, to be brutally honest, at the minute. Um, and, um, excuse me, Wigan are away at a whole side who, you know, they'll, they'll cause one or two problems. Um, so, so, yeah, it's a pity that, you know, their fights have come... Uh, slightly too late in the season as it were for Northampton and Rochdale yeah indeed um, it's unfortunate because um, yeah but Wigan you know it's been a valiant effort a team who seemed dead certain to be relegated it's really impressive on the results they've got but another team I want to discuss is and we'll discuss this is a big talking point at the end of the season is Ipswich Town because you would think uh, with the team that they have a manager would, would have the uh uh, the right manager in the form of Paul Cook would really have what it takes to turn it around, but no wins in the last five, uh, comfortably in mid-table. Yeah, no, an absolutely shocker of a performance at home to Wimbledon with more um, microcosm clips getting clipped up on Twitter. Uh, obviously, uh, their midweeker against Northampton last week was that, you know, um, uh, playing out for the back gone wrong moment this weekend. It was uh, uh, Keenan Bennett's absolutely, you know, ballooning a free kick from just 20 yards out right into that upper tier of Portman Road. <laughs> um, it, it's yeah, and um, to be honest, they were they were they were lucky they didn't end up on the losing side again. Joe Piggott missing a penalty. Um, I'm sure Alex Woodyard at Wimbledon might be happy with that recent record. Um, but 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 yeah, it's 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 um. Parallels are there between a parallel is there between Bristol City in the Championship with Ipswich in the fact that they've got a good manager in now and to be honest, I think a total. I, I, I think Nigel probably. Pearson and Paul Cook should meet for a drink to discuss motivational tactics because they're well, very, yeah you're right, but very similar predicaments. I want to talk about their last few results because yeah. nil, no goals away at Northampton, no goals away at Charlton, nothing away at um, uh, nothing at home to MK. Um, they were stopped by AFC Wimbledon. Uh, goal scoring is a major problem for them, and um, uh, Kate, um, you know, uh, Kate, uh, they've tried a number of things. So they had Caden Jackson signing against Northampton, but against Wimbledon they had James Norwood and Drinnen, and um, yeah, um, they really can't score. I I think you came across it perfectly, Veraki. Um, it's it, it's another one where where there are two sides to the coin because. For as much as we advocated Cook, you know, trying to find whatever, not whatever formula possible, but, you know, see if there were any players, 
any of their attackers that he wanted to keep. You know, you obviously want to try everyone in the game and, you know, give everyone a chance and you know, see who you want to keep on for next season. But obviously, that's going to lead to, you know, a lack of cohesion going forward. Well, not obviously, but, you know, most likely. And that is what's happened. Um, there are obviously players with ability there, but, you know, it's, it's just not coming through at the minute. Um, and, and, yeah, just a complete bloody overhaul is going to happen in the summer, hopefully, for Paul Cook. Um, I'm sure he's going to... For, for a lot of uh, players who, you know... Uh, well, I don't want to say abandoned ship. Abandon ship with the best intentions, I'll say, from Wigan. Um, I mean, with the exception of Kyne Smith and Kiefer Moore, um, none of the moves have really worked out for them. Jay Dunkley's obviously had his injury problems at Sheffield Wednesday this year. Nathan Byrne's been part of a just absolutely shocking, um, uh, a shocking uh, uh, derby side this season. Williams at Bristol City has had his injury problems as well. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Cook will, you know, be banking on old favourites to be able to lift Ipswich out of this mess. And rightfully so, to be honest. I mean, the well, current... old favourites also yeah. new signings, right, Alf? Yeah, and but I mean, Aki, I think we can definitely both agree that the um, the current crop of players that they have have let them down one too many times over the past few years. Well, I mean, yeah, they've maintained like Caden Jackson and whatnot players from their uh, last championship season, but you know, and. Guion Edwards, you know, these guys. But you're right. I think they need an overhaul. Um, the new owners need to uh, really put their money where their mouth is and we'll see how that works out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, yeah, yeah, abject is the word. And um, I'm, I, I, unfortunately, I can't really see the uh, final two, three games, excuse me, uh, for them bringing much more joy. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess that's a pretty comprehensive discussion of... Uh, League One. Um, League Two out has been very interesting. It really has, and uh, obviously the story of the week has been Cheltenham um, securing Celebrating with their fans promotion. Yeah, beautiful scenes um, at uh, Wadham Road um, in midweek, and you know, for as much as we've complained about League Two being a bore fest this season, well, not a bore fest, opposite of the bore fest, but just. Um, hasn't been, you know, a properly standout team. If any team deserves it, it is Cheltenham for, you know, keeping the consistency over the last two seasons where, you know, going into the playoffs um, last season, obviously with the effect that COVID had and, you know, meaning that it was PPG, um, which decided the final tables in and the playoff spots in League One and League Two, you know, many were of the, the consensus, including me, that, you know, had COVID not happened in those final uh, nine or eight games, you know, Cheltenham would have definitely hit up the ground on the automatics. Um, obviously, they were undone by a pretty freak, well, not a freak Northampton performance, but, you know, a, a Herculean performance from Northampton in that second leg. Um, but they've, you know, kept, they've stayed motivated this season. They've kept the same attitude of humility, which, you know, Michael Duff has spoken so much about. And um, he's pro he, he's shown so much promise as a manager. Um, obviously, you know, he's you know people mock him for you know the the, the uh, perhaps over reliance on long throws from Ben Poser, but I mean, really and truly, um, it, it, I'm not sure that's you know the main concern at this level of football. To be honest, they've they, they've been yeah one of the best sides in League Two over the last two seasons. They've deserved their promotion. They deserve to win the league. 
um, in these final two games, really. And I'm sure that Michael Duff will be saying, uh, you know, don't go on, out on the lash too hard because, yeah. um, you know, there's the yeah, time here. Um, but a quick one on Bolton too, of course, who could, the first good thing to happen to Bolton in the, in, in a while, they could see promotion back to League One. Yeah, um, obviously they get the 1-0 win over Bolton at the weekend, a game which failed to live up to the hype uh, in terms of uh, game quality, but you know, it was, was very entertaining in other respects. Um, it was very tense, and I think that tension added, you know, the main source of the entertainment really for the neutrals, uh, the jeopardy. Um, obviously, Morecambe will be kicking kick, kick themselves going down to 10 so early, which you know, when you're coming up against a possession heavy side in, in, in Bolton, this isn't going to play into their hands. But Bolton showed the metal, um, and it, it, it's slightly strange because the the um, the consensus I'm given to understand among fans of the National League or who, you know, followed Barrow closely last season in their uh, league win under Michael Duff was that, you know, they just outplayed their opponents one too many times to get them to the top of the league. But in terms of their metal, it hadn't really been tested yet. Yeah, and indeed wasn't those final That final run of the season never happened. Um, so it's been really interesting to see that that's been Bolton's best quality over recent weeks, to be brutally honest. Now, that might be um, a result of squad experience and squad quality. I mean, the experience they have in that squad is, is is probably the best in the league, to be honest, in terms of Owen Doyle, Matt Jiltson, and, you know, many others. Um, and, yeah, um, it, it, you know, they, their game against Exeter at the weekend is another game which seems to play hands, really, um, um, regarding that metal. And obviously, they need one win from their final teams to secure that automatic spot, which will be a very impressive achievement. Uh, for me and Everett, for as much as I've been sceptical of them this season. Um, uh, uh, so, yeah, um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, keep an eye on that in League 2 this weekend um, uh, to see that get wrapped up, I'm sure. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, a historic club uh, rising back up the table. Um, the playoff picture is very interesting. Uh, will Salford City make it through? Hmm. Um, Salford hitting form at just the right time. And, I mean, they've got two kind fixtures to end the season as well and I mean once if if they do get into playoffs I think once they're in there I mean it's to be honest that squad quality will probably tell to be honest because I mean they've got the best squad in the league never mind the playoffs right um so yeah and especially given that none of the sides that are currently in the playoff spots have been outstanding thus far this season but perhaps with the exception of Morecambe in comparison to their squad quality um, uh, it, it might just play into Salford's hands, um, which is obviously a shame for all of us neutrals um, who'd love to see a Morecambe uh, uh, get promoted, I'm sure, um, or even a Newport County, to be honest, as a reward for their uh, unbelievable few seasons they've had under Michael Flynn. Um, uh, but, but yeah, that's uh, that, it's it, it's such a tight playoff race at the minute, and you know, uh, one of the few things that is uh, left to be decided in the in in the pyramid. Uh, no. Yeah, um, it, it's deeply interesting, and um, um, yeah, I, I think Morecambe, of course, are, are one of the smallest clubs in League Two on their budget. For them to, uh, um, for them to be at this stage, it's great to see. Of course, Salford City are the uh, the upstart with the yeah with the uh, sudden change in manager and the uh, investment. Just to uh, round up the League Two chat, um, I think we can draw similarities with with what you said, Aki, of on Northampton, Rochdale, and League One. In excuse me, 
failing to build on their moments this season. I think the same applies to Southend and Grimsby, to be honest. It's not as if they've been, you know, adject sides for for, for, the, for the majority of this season. Certainly not. Well, with Southend and Grimsby, they've both had their abject patches and, you know, that's what has murdered them down there. Um, but, um, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's so frustrating that, you know, the, the progress Grimsby have made under Paul Hurst has come too late. Um, a very impressive 2 1 win over Oldham uh, uh, on the weekend, but yeah, it, it has come too late. Their relegation has been confirmed. I'm sure uh, Southend's uh, relegation is going to be confirmed imminently. Um, maybe not as a result of their, uh, well, maybe not as a consequence of their results, but about around them. Um, and, and it's a shame. Um, the biggest problem whenever a uh, a club gets relegated uh, from from League Two, and I mean, especially when it's you know, I mean, two um, sides who could hold their own in League One with regard to stature in Southend and Grimsby. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it will be worrying to see how those finances pan out for next season. Indeed, yeah. Um, Southend's been... reputation this season, you know, just only exacerbates that. Yeah, it's a very difficult situation, of course, and clubs with history and support dropping out. But um, do, moving on to our weekend preview, um, in the championship, Brentford v Watford is one of the highlights, and the Swansea v Derby. But that will be, you, you you say that will be a dead rubber, but it's a game with implications. I'm not sure. not a dead rubber at all, a dead game. Um, well, at least that's what all logic points to. Perhaps it will be one of those <laughs> games where you know, all, uh, all all laws of physics suddenly become absent. Indeed. Um, again, it's you know it's we're looking for individual teams here, um, and you know it's 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 our eyes on the lunchtime kickoff. To be honest, with with Wednesday against Forest to see if you know Wednesday can really put the cat amongst the pigeons um, in that game, and you know really start to put the jitters up Rotherham and uh, and Derby. I'm sure, um, and uh, then uh, yeah, uh, it's. You know, Rotherham versus Blackburn is going to be a game of interest, but, you know, it might just be more pain uh, for, uh, for Rotherham, to be honest. Also, I'm weirdly interested in Millwall versus Bristol City. I, 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 just, I just want to see if Bristol City are capable of winning a game. I know that's perhaps such a naive thing to say at this point, given how they bottled it against Luton at the weekend. Of the most predictable bottle job of all time, by the way, might I add. Um, but Millwall might be a good opportunity to do that. So, so yeah, I've got a kind of um, a layman's eye on that as well. Yeah, uh, very interesting. Yeah, well, so Millwall, of course. Uh, I was thinking about this stuff. Millwall have been one of our least talked about teams. So, oh yeah, yeah. yes, yes, it, it has just been the most mundane season from them. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely the right word for it, Aki. Um, which I mean, to be honest, that's a success for Millwall. Isn't oh it? yeah. I mean, um, oh, under New Harris, they were perennial relegation strugglers. But, um, you know, under Gary Rowett, it's just stability for them, which is a club like Millwall is enough. Yeah. Um, the only, perhaps the only issue with it would be that even Jed Wallace has even admitted to this in interviews that they know they're a marginal team. And obviously, when that's the case, it's so difficult to be able to create a consistent season and, you know, get a really strong run of wins to push you into the playoffs. Um, because to improve a marginal team, the margins get finer and finer, if, if, if that makes sense right. And then that becomes, you know, more difficult to improve on the finer the margins get, if, if you see what I'm saying. Um, so it's difficult to see 
um, further improvement on this season for Millwall. But I mean, you know, that's it's it's you know, it's it's a mug's game the championship sometimes, and, and it's becoming an even muggier game. <laughs> and so you know, yeah, stability is that stability is probably a great thing for Millwall at the moment, to be honest. And they've had, um, they've yeah, they've had a very impressive season, if one that's uh, gone under the radar for you know uh, understandable reasons. Yeah, um, they are a marginal team, but then again, there's not tons of investment there either. With their uh, relatively uh, uh, amicable but slightly distant American owner in John Barrelson, so I think as far as uh, you know. As far as the COVID situation's been, and um, for them to come out the other side relatively in the same place, it's a good result for anyone. But uh, looking forward to games in League League One, um, Hull City against Wigan, of course. You know, two informed sides. Yeah, no, uh, that's that's a really intriguing game. Um, but uh, I think all eyes are going to be on Wimbledon against Portsmouth. There's going to be goals. There's going to be drama. Um, Maybe not necessarily, you know, drama in terms of, you know, back and forth, but whichever way this game goes, there's going to be a big storyline. Yeah. Um, um, Accrington against Charlton is another one. Yeah, in the playoff picture, of course, huge game. Tough test for Charlton. Peter Burvey Lincoln, Elf. Um, yeah, um, it's it, it's very interesting that game as well to see if, you know, Lincoln can maybe, you know, really make Peterborough nervous on the final day. Um, obviously, a draw for Peterborough will be enough. Um, but you know, Peterborough, to be honest, they should be looking at winning the league, really. Yeah. Um, in, in their final two games and have that mentality. Um, and I mean, not to you know be, be too uh on it, but you know, Shrewsbury Oxford is a really interesting game, yes, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's the game where you know, yes, two games on paper, which you know, obviously the playoff race isn't in our hands, but you know, two games which people would look at on paper and perhaps think that we should be winning and you know, put ourselves in a really good spot. But Shrewsbury will not go down easily, um, and they'll be further uh, buoyed by the fact that Steve Cotterell is back, which is just marvelous news. Um, for this weekend, Steve Cotterell's obviously hasn't been on the touchline for them for about three months now. Yeah, good um, to have him back. And, and so, yeah, it's brilliant to have him back. And, I mean, if that's how good Shrewsbury have been with a Zoom manager, um, I kind of worry to think how good they'll be with an actual manager on the touchline. Of course, uh, finally in League Two, eyes, of course, on Bolton Wanderers hmm. at, um, at home to Exeter. Yeah, no, read my mind, Aki. It's, for, it's a final spot um, to be decided. And then, obviously, it's Harrogate against Cambridge tonight, the only EFL game tonight. Um, we're recording this on Friday night. Uh, by the way, Friday the thirtieth of April, um, and Harrogate, you know, a team that could, you know, potentially spoil Cambridge's party or at least delay it by a week. Um, obviously, Cambridge you know that a draw, a draw essentially does it for them. Um, a, a win uh, absolutely confirms it, um, and and so yeah, that'll be a definitely an interesting game. And then uh, the other one that takes my eye is Forest Green against Tranmere. Um, they've obviously developed a kind of mini rivalry over the past two years. Um, obviously, Forest Green Rovers beating Tranmere in the 2017 uh, National League playoff final. Um, Tranmere getting their sort of mini revenge in the 1819 playoff semi, um, which obviously was pro- probably most famous for Mike Dean going mental in the, t- on, uh, in the stands after the final whistle blew at the new lawn. Um, but yeah, now it's you know playing a crucial role in the playoff picture again, and yeah, it's definitely one to um, keep an eye. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um... So thank you for listening, everyone. Um, it's been a pleasure, Alf. Um, bye from me. Uh, bye from Alf. And enjoy your football, and we'll see you next week. Thank see you, you next week, guys. Thank bye. you.